Welcome to the Toxic People Detox, a practical guide for finding peace in the midst of toxic people. It's not about changing them. It's about changing how you respond to them and doing so in a productive, healthy way. This is episode 50, how to simplify your life and stay sane. So I'm recording this on May the 11th, 2020. This is the day that we're supposed to submit our grades. They had to be in by nine o'clock. <laughs> I submitted my grades at four o'clock in the morning and I am done. <laughs> I am done until mid-August. So yeah, between May the 11th and mid-August, that's my time. I'm off the clock. One of the things that has just caught me off guard, and not me, probably every single person on the planet out there, is just how quickly our plans changed. This is the first time in a while I haven't taught summer school, and I don't plan on ever teaching summer school ever again. Uh, throughout the year, I will put aside some money so I would have enough to get me through the summer, or if I have a grant, whatever's going on, I will not teach summer school again, as opposed to some of my colleagues who have been there for like 10, 15, 20 years who've never had a break. And I had plans to travel to California because I had never been there before. I went to go to San Francisco and take some drawing classes. There were some drawing classes offered in Santa Fe. It's this special program that ran for about two weeks for figure drawing and another two weeks for painting lessons. And for a total of four weeks, I was actually filling out the application to go. And guess what happened? The whole COVID-19 thing went down. And now I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I can't do something for myself. Uh, one of the things I have been doing is interviewing people. When I think about simplifying my life and staying sane, one of the first things is to get in the right mindset. That sounds a bit cliche, but where the mind goes, the body is not too far behind. I would have students tell me, I can't make an A out of your class. I said, then you won't. You will find every conceivable way to prove yourself right. Um, how many of you have seen the movie The Secret or maybe you read the book? Now, I only saw the movie. There was this segment where a guy, I guess he was like some Hollywood type and or he worked in Hollywood and he was lamenting the fact that he didn't have much of a romantic life, that he didn't no one wanted to date him. And so there was this lady, I think her name is Diamond, who toured his house. And she said, I couldn't help but notice that he has paintings of women all over his house. And every single one of them has her back turned to him. And she said, why don't you try painting? Because, you know, if I hadn't said it, that that's what he does too. Why don't you try painting a woman who's looking directly at you? And so he did that and he started getting dates. And then ultimately he said, I want to get married. And she said, well, then paint it. And then he ended up getting married. So my colleague and I were having a conversation about that. She said, that just sounds like baloney to me. And I said, well, there's nothing magical about the painting. <laughs> I just want to get that clear. It's the fact that he, on, on a subconscious level, he thinks women don't want him. And probably when he meets a woman who might be interested in him, he's giving off these vibes, again, on a subconscious level, pushing her away and not realizing. What we do on the external is... A reflection of what we do internally. There's actually a science to it. Uh, I believe it's called the reticular activating system. It's that phenomenon where if you're thinking about a new car, all of a sudden it's like everyone and their third cousins have these cars. When I wanted a Toyota FJ Cruiser, they stopped making those in 2014. But the minute I set my mind to getting one, all of a sudden there were FJ Cruisers all around. Was this some conspiracy? Or maybe they were in front of my face the whole time. 
And it's like, uh, <laughs> I talked about that, that 96 Oldsmobile I had. Well, I actually bartered it with my lawn maintenance guy. So he took the car, which was, you know, couldn't run anyway. So he's going to do something with it. And I get like a whole summer free lawn maintenance. Every single car I had was a hand-me-down. My mother's hand-me-down. My father's hand-me-down. Grandma's hand-me-down. Two of my cousins hand-me-down. And this is the first car I'd ever purchased. And it's a Honda CRV. 2012 because I try to get old models if I can. A relative said, you know, I'm seeing Honda CRVs everywhere. And again, they were already there in front of your face. It's just now you're noticing them because it's been brought to your attention. So all I'm saying here about getting in the right mindset is be mindful of where you put your attention and your energy, because you might find yourself going in that direction like the guy in The Secret who wanted to date women. So for here, the opportunities are there for those who care to look. So the question is, what am I getting in the right mindset about? Well, about making your life as efficient as possible, about maybe getting some people out that don't need to be there, about your finances. This whole thing with the COVID-19 and how it's affected the economy is far worse than what happened in 2008 when we had that recession. However, I'm in a much better position now than I was in 2008 because after filing bankruptcy, I learned my lesson. I said, I will never put myself in that situation again. And it looks like I won't be in that situation. But then again, you know, life. So the first thing, get in the right mindset. The second thing, implement systems. And what's a system? A system is simply a series of steps needed to carry out your goal. You can have a system for paying your bills. I have my bank and then I have these bills I need to be paid like internet, Verizon, let's see, the garbage, light bill. And I put everything under the bill pay. So at certain times of the month, usually on the first or whatever the first business day is, that bill gets paid and I don't have to worry about it. And then I've interviewed several people for this podcast. With each person that I reach out to, I refine the system just a little bit more. It's like, okay, here's the email I send when they respond to me. And then I send them this link and then I send them those instructions and then we interview and we're good to go. And after that, there's some post things that need to happen. So implement systems that can make your life easier so you can focus on the things you really want to focus on. So number one was getting the right mindset. Number two, implement systems. I've got uh, four things here, actually. Number three, spend just 15 minutes a day to complete your task. Now, for some people, that might be an hour a day, maybe two hours a day, whatever it is, complete a personal task each day. <laughs> One of the things I did, I purchased a, a a bidet attachment right before this whole COVID thing went down. And I said, on this certain day, I'm going to install the thing. It should have taken, according to the instructions, 10 minutes. But <laughs> the plumbing has been there since like the 1980s. And I don't think it's been moved the whole time. So I had to spray some WD-40 on the plumbing and let it sit for a while to, to loosen up. Cause I, and then there's a counter right next to the toilet. And so it, it was just a, such a weird angle. And it took a lot longer than 10 minutes because of that. <laughs> but I did get it done and I felt a sense of accomplishment. What is something that you can accomplish every day? Um, I also changed the locks on one of my doors. That was a task. It doesn't have to be something big and grandiose. It can be a small thing, but something that can keep you busy or something that can give you some kind of enjoyment. I'm working on publishing a paper. And so one of my tasks is just to like finish a section, finish the introduction, finish the methodology, finish the results, finish the discussion. Of course, the discussion might take a few days, but do not let a day go by without finishing a task. And then 
set some ground rules. Now, rules for what? Well, it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. When I think about some of the people in my life, I have to ask myself, how did these people get in my life anyway? Did I use a vetting process? Now, people at work, sometimes I can't help but work with certain people. But recently, there was an incident where I told myself, you know what? There is no way I ever want to work with this person again. I set some ground rules. For example, if this person emails me, but then they want to courtesy copy all these other people who have who have no involvement in it, I'm going to keep that person at arm's length. I learned very quickly this this individual will throw me under the bus at the first opportunity to make themselves look good because I've dealt with that before and nothing good came out of that situation. Another thing I do is just trying to declutter my house. And I spent almost two months throwing out trash and there's still some stuff in there that needs to go out. But if I bring in an article of clothing, which I don't go shopping very often, but let's say I bring in a shirt, then I'll get rid of another shirt in its place or I'll donate the shirt. So all these rules that I talked about, you know, just getting in the right mindset, implementing systems, spending just 15 minutes a day to accomplish a task, setting some ground rules. It doesn't sound like a lot's going on there, but they're very powerful methods of getting your life under some semblance of control. Again, I did not anticipate my whole summer just being canceled. And that's not the worst thing that could have happened. Far worse things have happened to the people out there. And some people have passed away. First, I'm grateful that I'm still here. I'm grateful that I can still do the podcast. But now I have to find a way to adjust to what's happened. One of the classes that I teach is microbiology. Now, microbiology is not my primary discipline. It's like maybe a secondary or even tertiary discipline. But I know enough to teach it. And one of the first lectures I give in microbiology is about the human population growth curve. Long story short, you look at what happened in the 1300s. And most people will say, what is it? The Black Death, the Black Plague, the Bubonic Plague, you know, tomato, tomato. About a third of Europe's population was wiped out. And it was caused by a bacteria, Yersinia pestis, a gram negative rod shaped bacteria. Did you know that bacteria is still here? It's still out there. The virus that causes smallpox is still out there. The virus that causes measles and chickenpox and influenza. Those viruses and bacteria are still out there. But yet here we still are. I heard someone say we've eradicated smallpox. No, we haven't eradicated it. We've gotten to a point where we can control it, where it's not one of the factors that keeps our population under control. When you look at these diseases, these diseases are what kept our population from growing for the longest. But we've gotten past it. And we will get past Corona is all I'm saying. People say we're going to eradicate Corona. You can't. There are species out there that are extinct. I can think of three bird species like the dodo bird, the great elk, the Carolina parakeet. Those species are extinct. But I can't think of one extinct bacteria species. I can't think of any extinct strain of viruses. <laughs> They're still there. But we learn to control it. So I guess that's a bonus fifth one. And that's to put things in perspective. We human beings are adaptable. It's amazing some of the things we have to put up with, like with college. Immediately, we were told, put your classes online. I'm not a stranger to online classes, so it was easier for me. But for some of my colleagues, they've always taught face-to-face, never had an online class. Yeah, I know how clumsy and awkward that whole thing can be, especially students who've never had an online class. But we did it because, as I said, today's the day we turned in our grades. So to recap, Simplify your life. Get in the right mindset. What is it you're trying to accomplish? And then be mindful of that because when you focus on a certain goal, there may be opportunities in front of you that 
are there that you might not have noticed before. Implement systems. All systems do is to streamline your life for you to focus on things that are important. I don't want to sit up here and worry about the trash bill or the water bill. or the, Actually, I don't have a water bill. I have a well. Or any other bill that I have to pay. I let the online thing take care of it. Spend 15 minutes at the very least or whatever it takes, how long it takes to accomplish one task. What is that task? Whatever it is you want. Hey, it's your life. You want to make a scrapbook, for example? Hey, that's your task. Maybe get the first three pages done. Number four, set some ground rules. I spend an inordinate amount of time making rules for, again, when I meet people. If people are sending emails and these wacky things are happening right at the beginning, it's not going to get any better. So I kind of keep that person at arm's length and I have, to, I have to be very wary how I deal with them. Or like I said, for my decluttering, there's, I have a rule for that. So set some ground rules for the things that you do or people that you encounter. And then the last one is just put things in perspective. It's not the end of the world. Not yet. Anyway, there is this thing called entropy <laughs> and things are moving toward disorder and chaos. But until such a time we are here, deal with things as they are. Okay. So until next time, I wish you peace in the midst of toxic people. Take care.